0: Welcome to the Back Row Fantasy Show
1: with your hosts, Jeremy Barker, Aaron Arms and Chad Middle.
2: And hey, welcome back to another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. I am Bark, and to my left is Arms. What's up? And to my right Back from San Antonio is Nit. I'm live, baby. He's back. He's not on the phone. Not here. I call it. That's an
1: awkward, awkward show. I had did, to do. You did fine. My wife was looking over my shoulder, which is just, be a little just, weird. Just, just odd. I had you guys talking about her off air. Y'all guys didn't know she was listening, and so I got an evil eye for about oh, 45 I, minutes. I don't
3: really care. No. <laughs> no. I mean we whenever we're all drinking in the basement or whatever, she's upstairs, we know she can probably hear us. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the whole
2: time you were on air, she was texting me like, don't say anything stupid. I'm like, you'll never find out. Just quit.
1: Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> Let's not go there. All right. Jeez, man. Don't, don't make me
3: rage yeah. on here. Ooh.
2: Yeah. Oh, Otherwise, yank. I'm not
3: going to be able to take your wife to the prom next week. Chad's
2: going
1: to hit me with a bomb track. Yeah. <laughs> Hit you with that bomb. So what's on, what you serving up? What you serving our way today? I think we're going to serve up a little
2: bit of NFL chatter, a little bit of basketball chatter, and finish up our uh, draft needs, NFC baby. NFC, the last of the NFC. NFC baby. And I've got to say, since it's been a week and a half since we've recorded in the same room, I got to give a big props to Mitchell Renz and Frank uh, Bonacontri for helping me out, putting out a uh, knit and armsless episode,
3: uh, Frank Bonacantre actually well received so far. I, I also want you to know that I was just down the road, and you still could have recorded with me, but you don't want to be my friend anymore. So, <laughs> well, I had well, I had almost a full hour of
2: content from uh, Mitchell and Frank. And once I get your (laughs) gabbing lips uh, going, I can't get them to stop Uh, until I'm satisfied.
1: (laughs) Your wife doesn't seem to mind. Uh, Uh, I'm surprised you get an hour of content out of us each episode. uh, Props to Mitch and Frank. I mean...
3: No doubt, putting it, up with they your don't ass. even have any, they don't even have anything to make fun of you about. No, you know why? Because those nice guys are nice. That's they're nice guys. Uh, it's probably the nicest episode
2: we've ever done. It was and it me was, and Nidal on it. It was really chill out. <laughs> it, was, it was chilled. I was actually worried about it because I thought you know the Row Fantasy Show is us three and it is you know
3: a little bit of uh, uh, horseplay. The next thing he's going to say and it was and we're like what what uh, yeah and it was a lot of
1: episode <laughs> yeah. No.
3: It's
2: all good. Every once in a while you have to do stuff without your friends. It just happens.
1: That's how you make more friends. Yeah. And leave your old friends behind. I've invited you two to
2: do episodes without <laughs> me. Luckily for me, neither one of you knows how to work this crap. You're uh, absolutely <laughs> right.
1: Everything other than the laptop in front of me scares me. <laughs> like,
3: <laughs> it's so
2: scary. A lot of dials and a <laughs> whenever,
3: whenever you leave, I actually throw a pillowcase over my mic because it terrifies me. I'm like, no! <laughs> I would actually freak out if
2: I came down here and you were playing with these buttons. I'd be like, nah!
3: my mixer buttons <laughs> dude there's there's way too many cords for me i just there's no way i could have anything to do with that uh, i call people at work i'm like hey uh uh my printer's not working have you checked the paper i I'm, mean I'm, I'm, have a good day <laughs> <laughs> bigo you got it I'm, I'm
2: big on s&m so the cords are, are fine for me i use them to tie up all kinds of things everything uh, everything
3: in your life somehow relates to something you've done absolutely <laughs> with a woman uh, oh well, Ass- assumed. <laughs> Assuming I like
2: men
1: now.
3: That's okay if that's your uh, thing, bro. Roll, roll your. I like you two guys. <laughs> I hate you two, the band.
1: Uh, I'm me just too. Chuckle, too, just chuckle at me.
2: Let's jump in. So uh, CJ Anderson was released today, and I've got one excited uh, San Antonio guy to my right who's been chomping at the bit to talk about. Oh, bowling ball, C.J. Anderson, and what this means for the Denver Broncos. Well,
1: it, it means exactly what I said was going to happen. Well, it's now going to happen. Saquon Barkley, Denver Broncos fans, you're, you're about to get real excited, man. You're drafting a ten-year franchise running back, a guy you can just bank on week in, week out to be dynamic. I almost guarantee he gets there to pick five because you got got you got other teams moving up to get their franchise quarterback. You got Cleveland going to double down quarterback, safety, and then you got the Denver Broncos with the pick to take Saquon.
3: I love it. I've got an exciting option here. So the Jets are going to be in a weird position to where the two two quarterbacks possibly going ahead of them. Yeah. All right. Cleveland's not taking another quarterback. The Jets could actually trade back out of the pick that they just traded to get into and get something back and still get the quarterback that they desire. If that – Hey, very uh, interesting possibility there.
1: I thought it was weird the Jets moved up moved that much uh moved that many picks to jump up to one three where you're almost guaranteed not to get one of the top two. I mean you almost knew the Giants and Browns are gonna go running back or quarterback quarterback there. So I thought it was weird they moved up anyway, but I could I could see them trading back out of it too Arms. I actually messed up and said a few shows back I thought they would anyway, forgetting that they moved up the prior weeks. So, uh uh Yeah, I mean they're gonna end up with maybe Baker Mayfield move back to the what, eight nine pick, something like
3: that. Five. I think they be- I'm saying move back to De- with Denver. Denver's got an opportunity because here's the thing. Denver at five still no lock to get Saquon. Cleveland could still take Saquon at four. And Jets sitting there like, hey, you ain't taking a quarterback. We all know it. Yeah. So why don't you just solidify the fact that you're going to get Saquon, come on up, get three, give us five, and we'll work something else out on the back end. They ha- the Jets have nothing to lose there.
1: Right. Because the Jets know that they can get a quarter their quarterback at either spot.
3: Yeah, yeah, they absolutely will get their quarterback at five.
1: You got the wild card, the Giants
2: at two. That That's the only, I mean, of course, Cleveland could take Saquon, but. I'm really the, – the biggest question mark in this draft to me is not which quarterback Cleveland takes one. I am very interested to see who the Giants take it to. Biggest wild card in the first
1: round to me. Yeah. You guys kind of mentioned that Saquon's on the table. I think you it might be, kinda but kinda... I think
2: C.J. Anderson could land right in New York. Really? Yep. That's, what, that's C.J. Anderson's final resting place? I think C.J. <laughs> Anderson could end up right there in New York. That eliminates them from uh, running back selection. And uh Jonathan Stewart, little CJ Anderson and little Wayne Gallman. I think Wayne Gallman's gonna be the one you want if that happens. Oh, I take CJ in that backfield. I mean, not I wouldn't be excited about it in fantasy, but I mean over those three, out of those three anyways, CJ's the guy. He's okay. gonna give you
1: the most consistent running back numbers. He's not gonna be a PPR guy, but he's gonna give you a thousand yards on the ground as a first, second down back. He's probably not gonna garner, you know, seventy five to Eighty five percent of the touches, but he's gonna. He's definitely. He could win that job
3: if he ends up there. I think if C J Anderson goes there, it's the best thing, best case scenario actually for Wayne Gallman. Yeah, because they're not going to draft a rookie at that point, and he he's shown flashes of talent. He stays relevant. He stays relevant in at least a third down role. And and if
1: you think about it, man, if the Giants land C J Anderson, you just got the best running back in quote unquote the free agent cycle in two thousand eighteen. Yeah, him because he's. He's better than Crowell.
3: He's, he's, be- he's th- better than Hyde. I don't think he's better than Hyde. I think it's I don't I, I, think don't, I don't think he's better slightly, than Hyde either. Slightly ahead of him. I think
2: I think they're almost on equal footing though. They're both injury I'll prone. Uh they both catch the ball a little, not a lot. Uh it, but I got to say if I'm Jeremy Barker and I am the New York Giants you, you are Jeremy Barker. If I am Jeremy Barker of the New York Giants. There we go. And uh I've got a running back ahead of me in my way for carries. I hope it's C.J. Anderson and not Saquon Barkley, like Arms was insinuating. Hey man, Reverend. Yeah, like, please, for the love of God, stick C.J. Anderson in front of me on the depth chart and not Saquon Barkley. Wayne
3: Gallman is like, dude, we got to get out there and sign C.J. Anderson. You have to sign. He's in there pounding the table. Please don't take Darius Geis in the second round. Please don't take Saquon Barkley at two. Get out there and pick up C.J. Anderson because... He still has a chance to win the job if that's the case.
1: Yeah, agree. And, I, again, I think the Giants are a lot to take a quarterback. I, I said it, they're not that bad. They're not a 3-13 and team. They had a bad year because they're out, out of Odell. I think they're going to come back and be a playoff contender immediately regardless of who they take it to. But I think this is their best opportunity to get their franchise quarterback to replace Eli Manning, get their franchise quarterback of the future at 1-2. You're never going to be in that position again. Go ahead and get the guy you want.
3: I still think it's Bradley Chubb. I'm sorry
2: if I'm cutting out on this too short, but I have to know from you two guys, let's say Denver does not get Barkley. Obviously, they're going to draft a guy somewhere, Mm -hmm. um, but out of the guys still on their roster – who who are you taking a late round flyer on out of who's currently a running back on the Denver Broncos roster? They still have Devonta Booker, right?
1: They do. I like him. Got to put your money on Booker. I mean, he, he was semi relevant. He was productive while he was on the field. But I, I mean, if I'm the Denver Broncos, I'm not. I'm not. No way. I'm I'm rolling with. Yeah, that. I'm not. I would come with back in the second and, round. And with they us. won't.
2: I don't think. I mean, they might start the season. But yeah, they're going to draft a guy, no doubt about it. But I want to—I yeah. just want to throw out a love of mine, a man crush. If Go you ahead. Will. We'll let you get this I'm, on air. I am a big, <laughs> huge fan of D'Angelo Henderson. Okay. He showed some major flashes last year in the preseason, and I think
1: if if mm-hmm.
2: they somehow miss out on their guy, or if they draft a Rashad Penny. Uh, who is a capable runner, but not the greatest pass blocker as of this moment. Uh, D'Angelo Henderson could get a shot for fantasy relevance. Not calling a breakout, not calling anything crazy. I'm saying they've got a talented uh, guy from Coastal Carolina on their roster, his name's D'Angelo Henderson, and I'm excited to see him at least become a small part of a committee because I think he's got some uh, breakaway to his game.
1: Only, only way I'm taking taking him is if it's real late, it's got to be a super deep flyer. To me, he's nothing more than a punt return, kick return specialist who can maybe play some slot, to be honest. I, I see him projected more as like a, a uh, Tariq Cohen type player, someone who can move in and out of the backfield uh, in different formations and create matchup nightmares for linebackers.
3: If they don't draft, in my opinion, they don't draft a running back, I stay away from their backfield. Oh, I probably would too. I just like
1: I like
2: him as a uh, one of those last round flyers in a deep dynasty league that you can you can just uh, hold on to and and hope because guys come out of nowhere they uh, do they do they, they do it happens all the time uh, Jamal Williams was an afterthought sitting behind Ty Montgomery and Aaron Jones and that doesn't mean he's going to be a big time starter in the league but he was an afterthought and he was relevant for fantasy teams at the end of last year so you never know about a guy like D'Angelo Henderson or Devontae Booker for that uh, matter. They could be fantasy relevant at some point in eighteen. Might be early on, might be later due to injury. But when one guy leaves that backfield, you can't always count on a rookie jumping right in and taking the reins. So keep an eye on those two just in case.
1: Yeah, and I, I'm just gonna say they didn't drop they, they didn't drop C.J. Anderson because they have the backup plan in place right agreed,
2: now. Agreed. Yeah, that's not why they did it. I, I, surely it was more money. But yeah, absolutely.
3: I think it just, they looked at it as. This is arguably the deepest running back class that we've seen probably in the last 10 years. Uh, and they have a full assortment of yeah. picks. I mean, you've got all your picks. They've, they're have they sitting there wide open with possibilities in the second, the third. They might they They're probably going to end up with a guy in possibly the fourth round that they like better than C.J. Anderson or anyone else they've got on their anyone roster. Anyone else rostered, or, yeah. or Henderson. Yeah. Uh, I'm with you on that.
1: What else happened IDP-wise? Vikings made a big signing, didn't they, Barker? They did. Who was it? Eric Kendricks, baby, five years, fifty million dollars. He got paid, man. One of the premier inside linebackers in the league. Could have helped me out and thrown me
2: a hint instead of re-signing at least. Oh, jeez. I mean, I knew they signed I, him, but I'm like, what? Was there a free agent I mean, left on the dude, market? I thought, who, who I the, the Same draft?
3: thing. I'm like to <laughs> draft Navarro or pick up Navarro Bowman. What, yeah. what happened? Uh,
2: yeah. Did they Did sign Kenny anything? Vaccaro? Is <laughs> that is that uh, a, you, a big signing? I'm like, what? Like, I knew they signed Eric yeah, Kendricks. Signing, re-up.
1: re-signing. I mean, they re-up with Eric Kendricks, one of the top yeah, middle. Well, you start freaking saying
2: re-upped bro all right
1: just, do freaking you want to cut it just, cut me out just, cut me deep
2: just because you've been to san antonio don't mean we're gonna cut you all this <laughs> lingo slack over here
1: yeah god my bad, my dang bad. it i do, miss
2: mitchell wrens <laughs> get mitchell back
1: here i'm done mitchell, mitchell are you on the line <laughs> mitchell i want to talk about the office all right yeah. eric kendrick's i mean i got him as a top 15 linebacker idp wise i love the guy super consistent uh hard hitter never hardly ever injured always on the field i think if you're if you're in a new idp league you got to target him in the top 15 linebackers season target absolutely um just always liked eric kendrick's game solid consistent not injured
3: all right I've got nothing to add to it. I mean, <laughs> I don't I, either. I, I've liked him before. I it's mean, hard to add to a re-up. Yeah. Oh, my hey, bad. hey, what he did last year, he going to do it again. Mm. That, that's what we have to say about it.
1: Well, I'll let you lead me down the next
2: path then. Pretty much. Well, we're going to jump right into draft needs because we're talking draft. And the draft is what, fellas? Are we We down to? Nine days? Nine days. Nah, ten, 10 days? Is it is 10 it, days? Or uh, is it nine days? 24th through the 26th, I believe. That's not right. 26th through the 28th. Twenty sixth through the twenty eighth, right around the corner, baby. My birthday is shortly after, and I I don't even remember how old I am, so it really throws me off. Draft time, old. my birthday. I have no idea what's going on. Can't believe y'all don't want to
1: talk about Dez. Jesus. Well, let's
2: talk about Des then.
1: I just want to talk. Did about he
2: re up with someone? Is that is that? Did he re up? No,
1: nah, I just wanted to talk about the call I had there too, because I said Cam Sutton, Cameron Sutton to the Cowboys. What happens next day? They they release Des. I mean, dude, I, I'm just I, you, I'm just saying I might have NFL connections. With Jerry Jones and John Elway. Ten I bucks
2: mean, says Denver don't sign Saquon and Dallas don't draft Cortland Sutton. All right. I'm going to – there we go. Got,
1: I, I want one five, or the other. You if one like, or the let's, other
2: happens, I get just five do, bucks. Let's just do five and five, yeah. Five, one or the other happens? Five and five. And either, either or. You, yep. You got either it. or. It. it has been shook upon.
1: Five dollars in my pocket. I'm a, I'm a witnesses.
2: <laughs> I got five dollars in my pocket. Sorry.
3: Stop.
1: All right, I'll let Sorry. you jump into your draft needs. Oh, you yeah, entered real quick, that very real nice. Quick.
3: Where's his landing spot? He does? Yeah. yeah
2: I just got a report because
3: I have connections. He's going to the Giants. <laughs> Dude, if he goes to the Giants, that's dangerous.
1: Lethal. They're already a great wide receiving core plus... Plus tight end. I don't want
3: it to happen. I really like Sterling Shepard, and I own to say, shares. Sell high, sell right now on Sterling Shepard if you think that that's going to happen. I don't like Dez. I'll keep Sterling.
1: I don't think you can overreact if does you can't overreact if you have any of a wide receiver two on a team. You know,
3: you can I'm also not a Dak believer, so Me let's just let's just clarify that. I think that most likely he's going to end up with a better quarterback this offseason. I mean, that's my opinion on it. I, I'm. I think he goes to a contender. I think he goes to a team that already
1: had. Like, I could see him. Shoot, I could see him in Green Bay. Green Bay being like, hey, I, we can get a cheap uh, a cheap wide receiver, too, to pair with Devontae Adams. Man. I, want, I want to see him
3: in Oakland. Perfect replacement oh, for Michael Crabtree. Of course
2: you do. Oakland comes up every
3: time there's a free agent out there. <laughs> Darn right. Right there dude.
1: I'd like to see Eric Kendricks re-up with Oakland.
2: He's yeah. not
3: re-upping, Okay.
1: I know he's already been in talks with Houston, so I Houston's a legitimate landing spot for him. Not a big, you know, doesn't have to relocate his family or anything. Just playing a couple couple hundred miles away from where he lives right now. See him in Houston, running with Von DeAndre Hopkins, running with Nook. I mean, dude, that would be a that would be in the ultimate landing spot for Dez and for the team getting him to Houston Texans. I mean, I don't believe in any wide receiver two they have on their team. Not that I don't think they're great. I still, I think Dez would be an immediate upgrade off of any team, any any other wide receiver
3: on the roster. Guys, yeah, so I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I don't think that Sterling Shepard's a huge difference versus Will Fuller. Honestly, he's yeah. not that much better than Will Fuller. And you're sitting here saying that. Oh yeah, no, Sterling Shepard's going to be fine, dude. Mm-hmm. Will Fuller's going to pull just as many targets away as uh, Shepard would from Des.
1: Don't like Will Fuller whatsoever. Don't think, it, don't think. Don't think he'll ever be fantasy relevant. Deep, deep threat.
3: For I'm sure. not sure maybe. He will either, but I'm not People, sure how maybe. relevant Sterling Shepard's sure. going to be.
1: But I mean, you give Des one on one, a one on one. Dez, I mean, he's one he's going to win
2: if it's against a lower tier cornerback. If you but look, that's yeah, what I'm saying. If, going I'm, going if you look at history, like if you are a top twenty cornerback, not quarter cornerback, corner top twenty cornerbacks shut Des down every time,
1: except in the fourth quarter when it matters. But
2: because he he I, has
1: I'm a top five. Game-winning or game-tying touchdowns in the fourth quarter of all
3: time. Had all to have time been
2: against low-end corners. How, how
3: many? Yeah, but how it many, wasn't. I mean, we know that. But how many of those corners are not going to be on Nook? Right. Oh yeah. Every time. Yeah. They're they're going on DR. But chances
2: opposite. are, the corner opposite of him has a good chance of shutting down Dez because mm. he's Dez Bryant. Yeah, you got
3: two top two top ten or twenty quarter cornerbacks on every team. it's no. called the
1: Jaguars.
3: That's, and give me another example. They
1: might play them in the regular season.
3: The, I don't the, think the they The Rams.
2: Do. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. I could do this all day. But I'm not going to. I want to say that Dez's best landing spot, I'm, I really can't do it all day. You got me. That's why I'm moving on. Uh, San Francisco. I would. I, I think Dez should love to be a part of that, uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo-led offense with my boy Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon. Uh, little Garcon, little George Kittle.
1: George little. Kittle down the middle. Pierre outside. Des outside. Throw a little just of a, our boys. Just another weapon. A little weapon. Trent Taylor underneath. Hey, dude, that's that's kind of an exciting landing
3: spot, too. I, I think San Francisco I is think an exciting landing spot for anyone right now. I think he walks in. If he's there, he walks in as number one receiver, though. Yeah. I if mean, uh, he's, to me, hands down better than Pierre Garcon.
2: And if I'm standing on Definitely. that bridge, if I'm standing on the uh, – That big old red bridge in California looking left and right being like, Oakland or San Francisco? I'm probably going to throw... Uh, one of Rage Against the Machine's bomb tracks Yeah, uh, over on the Oakland side to make sure I won't be tempted to go there.
1: Yeah, And I'm running
2: to San Francisco.
1: I think that'd be a great landing. And I'll say, I think Dez does get to ultimately pick his landing spot. I think there's going to be at least five, six, seven teams pursuing him. He's going to have a great spot to say, I want to go play there. Either make you a contender or make you a a, a Super Bowl contender immediately. Playoff or Super Bowl contender. He's an immediate upgrade to any wide receiving core. And I think... This be, brings him back into fantasy re- relevance. So let's Can bring him let's
2: bring him back to the, the resurgence
3: I, of Des Bryant. It I, could I, I be think so too. Can
1: we all
2: agree that the best fantasy resurgence for him is Green Bay though? Yeah, Green Bay would be a great spot. So like as far as fantasy goes, to me it's the absolute I mean, you can't argue against Aaron Rodgers. Des could go in and be a resurgent Jordy Nelson. He could go in and be that guy with that kind of production if he walks into Green Bay.
1: Can I run through the teams we just named? Yeah. Like Houston, I think he's a thousand yard receiver in Houston, mm-hmm. opposite DeAndre. I don't. Approaching Forty ers I think he's a thousand yard receiver. I agree. I do. Green Bay, I think he's a thousand yard receiver. I think and, he's thirteen
2: hundred in Green Bay.
1: I think he. I, I think Devonte Adams is your big big money guy there, but I think Dez is still a thousand yard receiver. The Giants is where it gets a little. Dark. I think he could have a great year, but more of an 800 yard, yeah. 60 receptions. I still just think call- he's
3: a ten, 10 touchdown guy with the Giants. Yeah, I, I,
1: he's a high high touchdown guy, red zone target in in New York. I think any of those teams would be phenomenal landing spots, but I want to see him go to a place where he can get back to a thousand yards, just dominating, dominating the games. I, I I love Des. I always have. I still think he has two or three great years left
3: in, in him in a resurgent offense. I'll put my I, stamp on it. He's top fifteen this year.
1: I think in Cleveland.
2: I think in Cleveland with Tyrod Taylor, he could put up at least three hundred and fifty yards <laughs> and three touchdowns <laughs> at
3: mean, least. Probably uh, go for four fifty and four. I actually doubt it because he'll be the number three. <laughs>
1: What about the? Uh, do we want to keep going? I did, no. I, I kind of want to say the Falcons would be a great spot too. The, it, Falcons, actually, spot. the
2: Falcons actually would be a really good uh, landing spot. I, I, I like Sanu's decent. Sanu's yeah, solid. He's not dead. Uh, Julio Jones is you know still currently elite. Maybe maybe trending down a little bit, but. But yeah, Dez and Julio, that'd be pretty yeah. sweet. I guess what I'm getting at I mean, is
1: I hope he gets rid of it. Dez gets over his ego. We all know he has an ego problem. Uh gets over his ego says, "Man, I want to win a championship. Let me go be the number 2 receiver on a team." If but he still be a 1000-yard two, number 2
3: receiver. If he goes to the Falcons, they will lead the league in rebounds. <laughs> 65 and 63 That's some monsters down there, man. Yeah, absolutely. Ooh, all but, right, let's
2: uh, let's jump into these draft needs speaking of Dez and Arm's over here coughing up a, a Bryant. Over here coughing coughing cough, up a over Bryant. Here coughing up a Garoppolo. <laughs>
3: hey, I'm, I've always loved Dez. You haven't. I I don't love
2: Dez. He's just
3: not my fantasy he's, cup of he's tea. Gonna, he's going to be fine.
2: All right, let's go. Let's go. Let's get it. All, all right, fellas. Um,
1: uh, let's
2: start out with the NFC South
1: all right hit the team i got pulled up here baby the one you were just talking about the atlanta falcons oh, that's not the one i had pulled up actually <laughs> well then go ahead and take the lead who are we doing <laughs> no we can do the falcons i like to, i i like talking about matt ryan and the needs on that offense matty, not that they, i think matty they have a ice. great off uh, a whole lot of needs matty
2: ice who, who's going to be better this
1: year Matty Ice or Patty Ice? Ah, man, I want to say Patty Ice just to say it, but it, it's going to be Matt Ryan. I think Matt Ryan gets back to his form. He finally finds a flow there. And uh, Patty Ice is just going to be Oh, Pat Mahomes is going to be finding his way as an NFL into NFL rev- relevance in 2018. But draft needs-wise, what do you got? You're. I, I like when you run down the positions of need, Bark. Okay, well, I can do that for you. Uh
2: first off, I believe uh defensive tackle is definitely a huge need in Atlanta. Their defense was getting better. It was coming along. Mm-hmm. They need that run stuffer in the middle. They need that uh pressure from the middle to free up those athletic defensive ends. Uh wide receiver, which we talked about with Des, that would be a good landing spot for him because they they lost Taylor Gabriel. They don't exactly have a deep threat right now. They've got Julio and Muhammad Sanu, two bigger bodied receivers. Uh, that are better at high pointing or possession. So I think they could use a burner, maybe an Anthony Miller. Yeah. Someone like that would be perfect for them. Uh, and then outside of that, not as fantasy relevant. You got the old guards. They could use a guard or two. And yeah. uh and, and that's what I got their their major needs at. So I, I believe uh round one would be a defensive tackle and maybe they try to hit on one of the many and plentiful slot receivers in this draft with a Christian Kirk. Or an Anthony Miller in rounds two or three.
1: Bingo, man!
2: I'm all over it. We're on the same page again,
3: man. Boom, boom. You done?
1: Yep. Okay. All right. I like. I love the slot receiver. They got to get a slot receiver. Someone who could just run option routes inside, outside. Just take it. Take a nickel back. Tate. Take a line outside linebacker and just put just put him in a in a spin cycle. Just do whatever he wants. Inside outside, go vertical, whatever you can do. And I think Anthony Miller. We talk about him a lot, but I would love to see him there. Outside linebacker, I, I think they could use a guy. Uh, to pair with Deion Jones. Deion Jones is an ultimate inside linebacker. He's my favorite middle linebacker in the game.
2: Might be mine, too.
1: And I think they could go with a guy who could pressure the quarterback. Just someone who can absolutely positively get after the quarterback. My guy it has been Tremon Tremaine Edmonds this whole time. Guy's just a freak. 6'5, 230. Can get after the quarterback. I think they target him because he's going to fall to him late in the first round. Armsy.
3: All right. Uh,. Why not take the hometown guy for outside linebacker, Lorenzo Carter, in second? Ooh. I mean, he literally plays right down the road. That would be a, a good spot. Or if you're going to go that high, you know, they're picking late in the first round. Arden Key should still be available at that point. You know, he's the number three linebacker on there. We're, we're assuming that a, a Sam Hubbard and a, a Marcus Davenport are going to be off the board by then because, you know, they're the – They're high, but they're,
1: they're early first round yeah. guys. Yeah.
3: So, you know, if Arden Keys there, steal. Steal at pick 26. Yeah,
1: address a get a guy who can play outside linebacker, maybe rotate in on the defensive line and like passing down stuff like that. I like I like that that versatile outside linebacker for the Falcons. Just another weapon to pressure the quarterback is what they need to go along with. And already they I I think they have a top 5 secondary across the board. I don't think they have to address any defensive back, cornerback position. They have a great middle linebacker. The defensive line is aging. I do like them getting a nose tackle, a defensive tackle at some point. And possibly, possibly – well, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. They're they're going with an outside linebacker who can come in and play some defensive end at times.
2: I like Deron Payne at pick
3: 26. That's of the actually Falcons. who I was thinking. In, if they don't go outside linebacker, they're going to go Deron Payne.
1: they got to address defense, though. What you're saying? Their their wide
3: receiver, James Washington, Oklahoma State. James Washington! Ridiculously productive. Finished last year with 74 catches for 1,549 yards and 13 touchdowns. Great pick. Pick two or three. Round two, round three guy. I've always liked him. So, fill out your other needs. And, you know, they really do they really need wide receiver right now when you've they got Julio and Sanu? It's a luxury, no. a luxury for it's them.
2: A, and this draft is so full of guys that can replace Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. So, you can wait. Atlanta can wait. They can grab. They can grab
3: somebody. I mean, you
2: could have Kiki Cote, You know,
3: in the, in the fourth, fifth round, something like that.
1: Your boy Dante Pettis is a great look, a, a versatile guy who can play slot, can play outside. Never gonna. He's not going to be a guy that replaces Dez ultimately, but oh, he's man. a guy who can absolutely lock down an inside job. Uh, that slot receiver job.
3: I, I like him better than I did Taylor Gabriel. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, I, Taylor Gabriel. Every time someone picked him up in a fantasy, the guy's like, yeah. <laughs> "Why?" Me too. Yeah. What, right. what team you got? Let's go on to the Carolina Panthers.
2: Our friend Robert's favorite team. Shout out to you, Robert, for liking the Panthers. <laughs> I don't know why I'm talking like this. I'm so excited to have you guys back down here. <laughs> uh, uh, wide receiver, uh, their biggest need by far in my opinion. Curtis Samuel got hurt at the end of the season. Uh, they've got Devin Funchess, uh, which is I expect a little bit of a drop off. I'm not a believer in Funches. I think he'll be fine as a two. Uh, they need they need to find themselves a number one. Uh, they could also use a, a cornerback and a left tackle, even a safety. They actually have some needs. Defensive end is an option for them. Uh, there's a lot of ways that they can go. But if I'm the Carolina Panthers, pick 24 is a prime spot to grab that next best receiver off the board, whether yep. it be a Cortland Sutton. Uh, whether it be uh, DJ Chark, who's actually gaining some steam, and he's being talked about as a sneaky into the first round draft pick due yep. to his measurables and bad quarterback play at LSU, so I'd keep an eye on him. Uh, there's a there's a handful of other guys, James Washington. There's guys that could sneak into the back end of the first for a needy a receiver needy team. I think for Carolina,
1: yeah, I think this is where one of the one of the first picks that come up in this year's draft where you kind of might scratch your head a little bit. But the more you dive into it, when they take DJ Chark, a guy projected in the second or third round, when they take him at 124 overall, you're like, eh, they could have, they could have maybe waited. But if they're in love with him. If they like DJ Chark, or an, I like Equinamia St. Brown, personally. Oh,
2: I love Equinamia, ESB.
1: But, yeah, ESB. Ooh, I like ESB. I'm going to use that. I, I like ESB there. I can see. I just see the Carolina Panthers reaching for one of these bigger-bodied receivers, a burner, who can, I won't say compliment Funches. I think Funches is just an average-at-best receiver anyway. He was just getting the benefit of the targets. He was just target-happy last year because he was all the only guy there. I think they stretch. I think they stretch but they ultimately
3: come away with a guy. I think that what they're going to go with in the first round there's so much depth at the receiver this year. I don't think that's what they address in the first round. I think they're going to go for, you know, possibly Joshua Jackson if he's still there, Mike Hughes or the burner out of Louisville uh, J- Jair Alexander. All right. I mean, one of those cornerbacks to, you know, lock down that position for the next 10 years. I could see them going with a. I, I mean, I, I, thing. Thing. I think that's so a smart
2: way to go. I will say that that would be smart of them to wait because he's right. It's deep, but I think the position of need is so great that exactly. they may reach a little bit. That,
1: that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. I think they have they for their fan base for Cam they got to get for a receiver Steph Curry. for yeah for, Steph, for 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 anyone in that fan base they got to go get a receiver man they just you can't roll into 2018 expecting to make the playoffs with devin Funchess as your number one receiver and then who else after that
3: let's look who at else? their division though mm-hmm. their division is ridiculously dangerous on the passing attack they've got great receivers all the way around them you have to have somebody that can stop that you're not going to outscore the Saints. You're not going to outscore the Falcons. You'll be hard-pressed with Mike Evans to stop him. You're, you've got to do something to try to slow down those offenses. Yeah, that That's my thing. I mean, to me, that's their number one need, address uh, wide receiver later. All right.
2: And if they do address wide receiver later, I'm going to throw out. What I think might be my top sleeper at wide receiver in this draft. And potentially, size and game-wise, a perfect fit for Carolina. Later on, middle rounds, thinking four or five. I guess that's going towards the late. Deshaun Hamilton out of Penn State. Big-time sleeper. Don't sleep on him. If he goes to Carolina look out draft him in the late first of your rookie drafts. Yeah.
1: I can okay, I thought I'll throw out a late sleeper, Deion Kane out of Clemson, had a great career, hung around, just always consistent, had a great year without uh a uh, post post Deshaun Watson. I mean, he had a great a great career overall, was extremely productive in 2017. Uh multiple national championship appearances one one i like Deion kane as a, my late sleeper in this draft
2: he's got size he's got speed i, I
3: mean have you guys ever he, one knocks he checks a few boxes so Except hand size have, have you ever <laughs> <laughs> tiny hands man have you ever watched the, the michael gallup highlights though yes this dude is sick and he's projected to be available round three and or four if you can Hold off and pick up someone like him he he's an upgrade to Devin Funches. Mm-hmm. I think Devin Funches has really moved tight end more than anything and Uh, Michael Gallup is anything but. He's you know runs a four five one. He's not huge. He's six foot two hundred pounds, but the guy's you know he checks out for athleticism.
1: Hundred reception, fourteen hundred yards, seven touchdowns in one season with Colorado State. Yep. Hey, give me that. Give me that productivity. I'll take a chance on that productivity late in any NFL draft.
2: Definitely sounds like we're leaning towards Carolina picking at least one receiver in this draft. Let's move on to the Saints. Uh, the Saints have uh, uh, they they have a little more uh, at need than usual uh, because their defense is getting better. I think they need to continue to stack up with defense. Like forget about the offense. They just got Cam Meredith signed him to an offer sheet. Uh, the Bears did not match, so their wide receiver core is fine. Michael Thomas, Cam Meredith, Ted Ginn, uh, Willie Sneed is reporting to camp hasn't signed his tender yet. But they're, they're loaded there. They signed Ben Watson. So, focus more on the defense, uh, linebackers, uh, safety, uh, defensive end. Could use a defensive end. They, they can use Cam one. Jordan, yeah. Absolutely. They re-signed Alex Okafor, who you guys – I do One like of you, it. one of you too. I love but, Alex Okafor, great, but you could always use depth. Yeah, and uh, defensive tackle d- doesn't hurt. They need – stick to defense because they really made an impression last year with their improved defense, and I, I definitely think – even though they signed DeMario Davis, would love to see them go out and grab another linebacker. There's no one else on that linebacking core that I'm super impressed with outside of DeMario Davis, not even Alex Anzalone. He was okay. He could develop, uh, but but take your chance and, and grab another linebacker in his draft.
3: Here's what I'm going to say. If this fluky thing happens and Baker Mayfield's there – That's their pick. God, I was waiting on you to say that. If he's there, that's their pick. No way. Now, I highly doubt he's going to be there. So this is probably where Darius Leonard comes off the board, you know, out of uh, South Carolina State. Inside linebacker, play the weak side, Um, you know, not a terribly slow guy. He does run only a 4-7, but, you know, that's not going to kill you. Uh, I think he'll be fine, especially on that team with an overall improving defense. He's got you know some pass rush on the team with him, and Demario Davis to help you know put him under his wing to help him grow. Yeah,
1: I'm so, I'm so glad you brought up Baker Mayfield. I think he's just the perfect replacement for Drew Brees. Not that they're the exact same quarterback, but they have the same like grit the the drive to win i could see Baker mayfield being extremely successful as the successor uh to drew Brees, but does he get there that's the big question do does sean payton in the, in the front office want to move package 127 and move up uh to get baker mayfield
3: i could see that happen i think that i think the saints might make a move to move up in this if, draft. if he's available at 1517 something in that range watch yeah they they make the move to try to get up Package to 127, hit. a second, maybe even a fourth and fifth. I mean, I could see them giving up quite a
1: bit to go out and get Baker Mayfield. But if they ultimately sit there, I think they do have to address defense because, again, like you said, they're set at running back. They're set at, the, at wide receiver. I do enjoy projecting where some of these top tight ends would land. And I don't think it would be a bad pick for uh, the the New Orleans Saints to take a top tight end no, in this draft. Be. No. Because, hey, Sean Payton's a little greedy offensively. I think he wants more offensive weapons than he does defense. He is young in his secondary. He's got a stud defensive end. And he's got a good line, a middle linebacker now. So why not? Why doesn't he get greedy and take a tight end? I can see him going Mike Gusecki in there. I'm going to give you two names to watch out for at the end of the first, in my opinion. One,
2: sticking with the linebacker, uh, Leighton Vander Esch. I think that could be a perfect fit with New Orleans. Two, they could surprise, and this could be where Mason Rudolph goes because he is gaining steam, yeah. and Drew Brees is ending nearing the end of the line, and and making that reach on a on a quarterback at the end of the first round is never a bad idea. Like think, you, you can he, you cannot be harked on for it because it's the end of the first. So yeah. if he busts, he busts, and if he don't, he don't. Uh, but Mason Rudolph is starting to climb. So I hear from my contacts, <laughs> and uh, that, that's, that's a spot I'd be looking for to, to maybe grab their UB of the future.
1: Yeah, my, Mason Rudolph's been kind of my sleeper. Uh, other than Riley Fergus, he's kind of been my, my second-tier quarterback to watch uh, coming off the board. I, I'm interested to see where he lands. Do they pull the trigger in the first? Eh, I wouldn't knock him, like what, you said. Wouldn't if,
3: knock him. Take your shots. What, what if they have a third or fourth, haven't picked a quarterback, and our boy Chase Litton's available? Fiery. Got a good arm, a little bit mobile, yeah. much bigger than, than we, Drew Brees. We love him, and I'm sure one team will fall in
2: love with him and and make him a little higher pick than we think because I think quarterbacks are going to be – I think they're
1: going to go flying off the board in rounds three and four. You might see the Riley Ferguson's, the Chase Litton's, the Kyle Loretta's start creeping up in, into the third or fourth round. Guys
3: that were projected more fifth and sixth start creeping up into the higher – yeah. Middle tier. Here's what I will say, now that you mentioned that name, if JT Barrett went there late and they didn't pick up another quarterback, let him develop on Sean Payton's offense behind Drew Brees, that could be interesting in a couple years. Yeah,
2: his buddy Mike Thomas already there in tow. I mean He's
1: so- a he's a winner. So, we're all agreed the Saints are probably going to take a quarterback at some
3: point. At some point. Do
1: they reach in the first or do they wait it out? Have a guy in mind that chances are are they wait. uh,
2: They're a smart team. Mason Rudolph is worth taking at the end of the round. Gotcha.
3: In my opinion. Well, Your opinion's wrong. IMO. (sighs) All right. So, the Bucs. The Bucs. Tampa Bay. Running back needy, Tampa Bay at seven. Running back needy, they have Peyton Barber. Running back needy, Tampa Bay at seven. So is this, is this where we see the second running back come off the board already? That yes. pick 7 is Darius. Not that
2: soon. It, is it? He, I no. don't think I, I don't think they take a running back at 7. I, I could see this being I could see the next running back going at their pick in the second round. Hey,
3: go look up the uh I think he's the shickest Darius guys. His he has a thread of his own highlights and I'm going to tell you I I've been a Saquon believer. But the gap is more perceived than reality, guys. Darius Geis is the real deal. Like he is an absolute monster, and I will say, if Saquon Barkley is gone at six, at six, at five to the Broncos, to yeah, it absolutely would not shock me, and I think it would be a good move, even if they consider it a reach. I think it would be a good move right here to take Darius Geis. Yeah, I, I, I think uh,
2: the gap is. What it is, I think. we I think the longer the draft process goes on, we're overanalyzing any little piece of Saquon Barkley's game uh, and and just and trying, trying to, to bring throw, him down, trying to, to throw a little shade on him. I think the gap is there. The gap is there. Darius Guys is a late first. Uh, Saquon Barkley should be number one overall. I think the gap's there.
1: But if you take Saquon out of this draft, Darius Guys might be. He might be head and shoulders better than either Georgia running back. And then any any running back coming out of there, I I do like Darius guys. He's slowly creeping up my draft board, or he he's solidified himself as the number two on my draft board. I think they can wait for pick two, but I'm kind of with you. Why they they signed their their franchise uh, wide receiver? They have their franchise running or quarterback. They're young at linebacker. They just got JPP for the defensive line, and their their secondary isn't terrible. I don't think you address the secondary with pick 107. I'd, I'd be more shocked to see him go secondary help at pick 17 than I would to see them go with Darius
3: Geis. I, I like Darius Geis there, arms. Well, thank you. Thank you, good <laughs> sir. I, I, I do think this is too high to take either. Daron Payne, which they need defensive line help. Um, you addressed it. They've already got JPP. And, man, I mean, maybe I see him take Denzel Ward here. Possibly, but... Yeah, I mean, me—it's guys all day.
1: The name t- to get serious, go on the defensive line. They could use an interior guy, Vita Ve. Vitave is an absolute stud monster. Can lock up the middle of a defense for, for you know, eight, ten years.
3: Can Just, play any scheme, too.
1: Can play any scheme. He's yeah, going to he be, be a no tackle three, or four. defensive end. It, yeah. He can do it both. And he's super productive. I mean, you're, you're talking about a guy with all the measurables plus productivity. I mean, head and shoulders, the best defensive tackle in this draft. I think he has to go in the top ten. You'd be hard-pressed not to take him at 1-7 if you're the Bucks, knowing that you could get – yeah, I mean, you could get guys to come back in the early second, get him, or at least a Sonny Michelle, who is a southeastern guy anyway, be a hometown hit. Uh, Vita Vey Vita Vey is a name that's resonating with me at one seven. Also,
2: I think uh, I think that's the the Buccaneers' spot is is where Quentin Nelson goes. I think they shore up that offensive line completely and then grab their running back in round two.
1: Ah, oh, you're so boring. Talk about you, those offensive got You, you got to get it done in the trenches. <laughs>
2: you you got to get it done in the trenches.
1: I, I'm trying not to go with the offensive line, but I do agree. I, that's where football's a one. So it, I could see them going offensive line, but I just want to see them take an IDP guy or whatever, running back there.
2: Whatever running back they pick in round two will appreciate the hell out of them. For shoring up that offensive line. The most exciting position in football, actually, the offensive line, uh, which came to play in 19 – no, never
1: mind. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. No, what
2: I
3: will tell you, though, is offensive lines create 1,500-yard running backs.
2: Yes, they do. Ask Ezekiel Elliott if he would be a a 1,200-yard rusher or a 1,500-yard rusher. Ask about
3: a half-dozen Kansas City Chiefs and Denver Broncos what a good offensive line could do for you. Same way with uh, back in the day in in Washington. Mm Mm-hmm. You want to go to the Wild Wild West?
2: Let's go to the Wild Wild West since go the Buccaneers draft needs to are.
3: The m- Wild boring. Wild West.
2: Oh, sorry. <laughs> wow, guys. Okay, let's start out with the Arizona Cardinals. Right off the rip, before even looking at my notes, dear God, go get yourself a wide receiver.
1: Please. Chad Williams is not the answer, he's not the replacement plan for uh, Larry Fitzgerald. And neither are, are any of those tiny little slot guys you've been drafting for the last five years. And grab yourself a quarterback. Sam
2: Bradford is destined to be the first player in NFL history Ooh. to break his penile bone and be out for the season. <laughs> I didn't think that's where that
3: was going. I didn't think it was where it was going either. That is a terrible, terrible projection. It's a horrible injury. <laughs> that, would, that would be a bad injury. So so, so are are they going to try to replace Larry Fitzgerald? Is that what the goal is here to get the, the air apparent because they keep trying to do it. They did try to do it with Michael Floyd, uh, John Brown, Jaron Brown, you know, Jeff Brown, Jimmy Brown, James Brown, whoever, everyone named Jay Brown. They've had on their team. I feel like, and here's all I'm going to say. If there's a wide receiver available named something, Jay, something Brown, do not draft them. (laughs) They're not going (laughs) to, they're they're not going to work out Arizona. They're not going to work out. Um, at pick what are they picked fifteen? Yeah, there's right.
1: fifteen throughout the draft.
3: So, man, I don't. Yeah, I agree. They need to go wide receiver. But is this where Cortland Sutton goes? Dude,
2: uh, no, I don't think they go round one wide receiver. The the deep class plays a hand again.
1: When I ask the question, though, when I ask the question, which receiver in this draft class is going to be have the closest projection, closest possibility of becoming Larry Fitzgerald? It is Cortland Sutton. And I think Cortland Sutton has to go in the first round, and I think Arizona would be a phenomenal landing spot for him. I'd love to see him in Dallas. I already said that, but this would be the most logical place for Cortland Sutton to fall. Totally, uh, uh, totally believe that Calvin Ridley's off the board by pick fifteen. Uh, Cortland Sutton would be a great pick for the Arizona Cardinals. If not uh the fourth uh, is there going to be a quarterback left there that you want to take a shot on
2: i think just to throw it out real quick that, that wh- they at pick 15 they are hoping to select a guy who can keep a cardinal on the side of his helmet from college to the pros lamar jackson Ooh. will he fall oh. i don't know but if he but if he goes to arizona you're going cardinal to cardinal and it picks seventy eight and seventy nine. They have back to back picks. Yep. Uh, there in round three. I love Auden Tate for that big bodied high point receiver. All right. And yep. your He'll boy be there. and your boy Anthony Miller, right there after him. Reload up, take those two back to back picks and just shore up your wide receivers. Uh, for the next five to eight years. See,
3: I'm going to go with two different guys, but I do like that same projection. is St. Brown, if he's available, because guess what? He's Larry Fitzgerald. Guys, look at him. ESP. I don't think he'll be there in round
2: three. I think he's going to gain some steam and go high to mid second.
3: And then the other guy, Semi Cobb's. I love Semi Cobb's.
1: Yeah, we're, we are forgetting about James Washington too. I want to throw James his name. James Washington. He's he's your, he would be the, he,
2: the he's small body. What
3: they don't need, though. We've already said this. They still they still got what he is. He is
2: a very no, they don't have John J- Brown. He's J- on the J- They don't have Jaron either. Oh,
3: so, oh, my bad.
2: They literally have no one. They have J.J. Nelson and Larry
1: Fitzgerald.
3: i have got Chad Williams. Who? A good friend of ours, Chad Williams. Oh.
1: Some fourth-round pick they oh, spent okay. on last year. <laughs> but James Washington, uh, I think he's, he's my other guy, my other Anthony Miller-type receiver. 74 catches for 1,500 yards. Not only are you a slot receiver getting open – you're making yards after catch, man. You can stretch the field vertically. You can get open. Thirteen touchdowns. It was in the absolute wide open offense of Mike Gundy's Oklahoma State Cowboys. But he's a man. He's forty. He, he's he's a man. He, he's only five ten, but he's he's a man. James Washington be a great compliment to Larry Fitzgerald and ultimately whoever they go with a big body receiver either in this year's draft, next year's draft. I do like ESB. My perfect pair is ESB. And James Washington back to back.
2: I love I just don't think they're in a range to get him.
1: Okay,
2: they could be. I, I just I just love me some ESP. This that, dude always that, tells us that, we're
3: wrong. There's a lot <laughs> of offensive linemen, defensive linemen that are going to fall in there. They're not fantasy relevant, you know, for IDP purposes or for the show purposes. It's gonna that going that's going to push these guys back. Not everyone's drafting offensive players, not everyone's drafting middle linebackers and people, you know, who are fantasy assets.
2: Yeah. Let's finish this up. We've got the Rams up next. Uh they are good to go on offense. They could use um do they even have any picks? They could use an edge rusher. <laughs> they they got rid of Robert Quinn. Uh, they could still use a
1: safety. I think they're good everywhere else. Well it's a good thing because they don't pick until the latter part of the third round. Well so, there
2: you go. Way to go Rams for shoring it all up and leaving yourself a
1: third. They and, and it wasn't it's worked out perfectly. They have youth. They have youth all over the football field. Uh they got but back to the draft, they have a third, three fourths, and four sixths. I mean they got a. they got a whole bunch of picks still. But I just don't know that they're going to get a. They're not going to get a franchise guy. And let's be honest, filling in. They don't need those picks. No, they don't. They can. They can go with maybe take some stretches on some corners, maybe a DB or two, Uh, linebacker. Their linebackers are aging. I mean, uh, Mark Barron. Mark Barron was a safety coming out, moves into the linebacker role, and he's got some mileage on him at this point in his career. I think they could ultimately. replace these guys or or get the guys that are going to replace them in three or four years developmental middle linebackers
3: a lot of people are projecting um, Malik Jefferson in round two to three I don't think he's there if he is that is just an absolute perfect Alec Ogletree replacement yep and probably at this point in his career a little bit of an upgrade Um, my projection to go there in the third round uh, maybe a little bit of a, a reach for this guy but Trey Williams out of Auburn okay now he, he's, he can play inside and outside so you've got a little bit of uh, versatility with him um, but you don't want all you don't have to say all right this is your position you are just an inside linebacker can learn the different positions played in a very competitive sec and did well
1: did did very well another guy that i like it inside linebacker creeping up draft boards also kind of an odd name maybe one you haven't heard of a lot but oren burks out of vanderbilt it no, the reason you haven't heard him, he's out at Vanderbilt. But he was productive while he's on the field, and they were on the field a lot. But it was a productive, fairly productive defense. Uh, they played SEC offenses. He took a beating, but he he ended up being turning out to be a good inside linebacker. Oren Burke's a little late, third fourth round pick would be
3: great. Uh, Joel, for Josie Jewell out of Iowa Iowa's known to produce over and over Good inside linebackers um, Smart at the least yeah, yeah, They're definitely more than capable At the NFL level The big knock on him, he only ran a 4.82 And that's a little bit concerning at the NFL level
1: it is. It is. You have to be able to go sideline to sideline. That's why I like Orin Burks because he he is a four or five guy who can absolutely fly sideline to sideline and has proved it a little bit too.
2: I'll throw a name out there for the Rams: Darius Leonard, linebacker, South Carolina State. Very rangy, uh, has elite speed. I, I think he's a guy that they could look at in the third round and and uh, make a uh, bang on their buck for their
3: own, for their very first. I just pick. don't think he's there. That was my. That's the reason I didn't take him. Who you got? Where are we going next?
2: We're going to San Francisco.
3: San Fran. Who
2: we, same boat as a lot of the teams we've talked about, wide receivers. They definitely could use at least one. They need a true number one wide receiver. Pierre Garçon is returning. Uh, Marquise Goodwin has flashed. If they don't take a Dez, this is exactly, they need, and I'm not going to say they have the luxury of picking just anyone. You gave Garoppolo all that money. Get him a wide receiver that can go up and grab that ball.
1: Yeah. Cortland Sutton or ESP. At 109, is that way too early for them? Way too early. Okay. See, it, Calvin
3: I, Ridley, though. I think Calvin Ridley. I think this is our landing spot for Calvin Ridley.
1: I don't think that's what they need,
2: though. I mean, Pierre Garçon is essentially a, a, you know an older veteran version of Calvin Ridley. And, I, and they've got a speedster in Marquise Goodwin. They need the high point guy. They need the the 6'3", 225 receiver that can muscle and, and go up and snatch the ball out of someone else's hands. That's not Calvin Ridley
1: to me. So they're waiting until the back end of the second round to pick in, pick that guy up is what you're saying. Do you think it can't – Yeah, I, I don't think yeah, it I Cam think, Sutton's going to be there. I think ESB. ESB
2: is perfect for San Francisco, like perfect landing spot. He has the potential to become a true number one wideout. Yeah. And as much as I love Calvin Ridley, Calvin Ridley, um, you know – contended catch rate is very low.
1: Yeah, and I think he's just – he is what we know. We already know what Calvin Ridley is. Just a, a great route runner who's probably going to come into this league and catch 65 balls his first year, but probably never go much over 75 catches. He can't dominate a game like a big-body receiver can. And I do – I like them taking a chance in the second Pick 109's a mystery for me, man. How did they end up keeping 109 after getting some of the players, uh, accumulating some of the talent that
3: they've had I don't know. over the last year and a half?
2: But I think Denzel Ward's the guy at 109. If he's there, I think Denzel Ward's a good fit for San Francisco.
3: So uh, it, back to the Calvin Ridley thing. This is the reason I think he is the pick there. All season long, he played with Jalen Hurts. We saw we saw in the national championship game. It was quite obvious. Jalen Hurts was buoyed by the rest of his team all season long. Right. He's not a good quarterback. So, a lot of that's going to really go back to was Calvin Ridley's lack of production, and you know the contested balls, just poorly placed football. Right. You know, poorly placed passes to where he had to try to fight it away from defense back because it's a little bit behind him. You know, Calvin Ridley's the real deal. I've got news for you. Like he's going to come out, and he's probably my projection is closer to eighty receptions this year, eleven hundred yards, five or six touchdowns. You I
2: said. like Ridley. I'm I'm just saying that Ridley's game is a technical route runner, sort of like Pierre Garcon, a guy that can get open, a guy that gets just enough separation off of a, a quick three step drop to snag the ball. And I think San Francisco, with Garoppolo and all that money, they need somebody like an right, who, ASB. Who, can, who's
3: their coach? Kyle Shanahan. Okay who did Kyle Shanahan make look like a star? A whole lot of guys. Okay, hold on a second. But Deshaun Deshaun, um, Jackson, right? Yeah. Fast. Little fast guy. Not a lot of high pointing. And Pierre Garçon in Washington. Well, yeah. If if That is what he looks for in wide receiver. So why not go out and get the new upgraded version of that? At one o nine, yeah,
2: I think Garoppolo is a uh, is a fantastic deep ball throw, and I think he wants to take advantage of it.
1: Yeah, here's I I like that you're saying you got to go get Jimmy Garoppolo help, whether that's wide receiver or offensive line. But the other glaring need that they have is something they addressed in last year's draft: inside linebacker. I yeah. hate I hate coming yeah. back to the inside linebacker. You're right? I didn't even but, think about that. But my lord, you just lost your first round pick from last year. Possibly for, uh, who knows his Probably career? His career. Ruben Foster may never play down a dime of football. They're before. saying they're saying the welcoming back I, I, in four years. I mean, when? Yeah, I I don't believe that you can just bank on him coming back when when that franchise is on the up and up. You can't wait on a star middle linebacker to come back. Not saying that he was a star his first year in the league or anything. Just you can't wait on an inside linebacker. That high need of a position that high IQ of a position. I think this
3: might be where Ro- uh, Roquan Smith lands. There's only one inside linebacker that is that level and that is Roquan that Smith.
1: Is, that is that's all yeah. That's the only inside that's the only linebacker period in this draft that I would consider in the in the top 10. And if he's there at 109, you go get Roquan Smith. At worst, he could still play outside linebacker, but it, you might have your you know, your send-off package. <laughs> hey, Reuben, see you later. You know, you're no longer what you did to this team and where you put this team. Uh you're no longer welcome here. Go get Roquan Smith, man. He's a stud. And if they Can't do get him back,
3: it. if they do get him back and welcome with open arms, you just, got two, yeah, uh, just yeah. an upgrade. I yeah. mean,
1: just it's a bonus.
2: They've been there before, didn't Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis play together? And absolute studs. Yeah,
1: that's the new way. That's the new NFL running uh, uh, linebackers too. It's two guys that can cover thumpers can't get them off the field. I mean, I it would be. That would actually be a great scenario if they took Roquan and then Ruben came back somehow. Yeah, could so work out really well for z- them. Zero
3: liability having both those on the field at the same time.
1: Bingo. And they don't have any glaring, glaring, glaring needs that they can't address in the second and third round. Did you say glaring? Glaring.
3: Glaring? Yes. Glaring needs.
2: Absolutely glaring. <laughs> glaring needs. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's move on down, or move on up, I should say, to the Seattle Seahawks. The Hawks. The Hawks. I think uh, they definitely could use... A wide receiver, for sure. It's not at the top of their list. They have a lot of needs. They need to shore up the offensive line. They need a right tackle. They need a guard. Uh, they could still use a running back. I don't believe in any of the guys there. They could still use an edge rusher.
0: Uh, but wide receiver. They could receiver, use a tight end. They could, they use, could a use a tight end. They could use a safety. They could use Defensive a cornerback. I mean, this
2: is not the same Seattle that we're used to seeing. But, but if you're going fantasy-wise, offensive firepower, definitely tight end and wide receiver. They might be able to make a running back work. Uh, but – it's really hard to tell with them. They have so many positions of need, and they don't draft really
1: high up in the first round. Hard to tell what they do. the The other thing with that pick, before my bad arms. The other thing with that pick is you don't turn around and pick again until the fourth round. You oh, you got to nail that pick. They're in trouble. One eighteen. You absolutely have to nail that pick. If not, maybe partner up with the Saints and get a package. Let the Saints come down in eighteen, take twenty seven, some picks in the middle round. My bad. Let you no, go, on No,
3: go ahead. Go
2: that, ahead. That, uh, Great team to trade. Yeah, that's a great trade candidate to move down.
1: To move down. Yeah, the Seahawks can pick up. You know, a first, a second, and a third uh, for letting a team like the Saints move up into that spot. When a, if a Baker Mayfield's there, something like that. But and again, I hate projecting trades, but this is the one that just makes sense to me when I when I saw it on paper.
3: So, their number one pick. So the the at pick eighteen. If they don't trade it. If they don't trade it. I still think running back's in play for him, mm-hmm. but to me, that's where you've got to take best available cornerback. You lose a guy like Richard Sherman, yep. you have a glaring need. You have a guy who just eliminated a third of the field. Okay, whether it's Joshua Jackson or whoever's available, that that pick needs to have an impact on that defense because that is what Seattle was built on. That is their identity.
1: That's that allows them to jam receiver. They they got to have a guy who can come up and jam a receiver and then apply pressure with the with the front seven.
2: God, I'd love to hear one of the cornerbacks look at a
3: receiver and be like, "You just got jammed." <laughs> Quentin Jammer really should have done that. Yeah, I don't uh, know if you guys
2: know the reference I'm talking about or not, but. I've I, I've
3: got I've got a really There's Parks and Rec. I've got a really fun one for you, though. Councilman Jim. You said they have a third and a fourth? Just a fourth. Just a fourth. Yeah. Right now, just a fourth. Shaquem Griffin. Oh okay.
2: <laughs> I love that pick. Playing with his bro. Playing with his bro I love that. That's a that made my heart jump.
1: That made me tingle, boy. Come out 118. You're saying, I, I agree, best available. And then you come back in the fourth, take a flyer on Shaquem. I love that. Look so, at you.
3: You're all I, giddy. I love hey. that. Does Barkevius Mingo strike fear in anybody? No. no Absolutely no. not. The only,
2: the only thing Barkevius Mingo strikes fear in is autocorrect.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So, I mean, they, they still have uh, K.J. Wright, Bobby Wagner, you know, solid as far as th- those two positions, but Berkey is a turd. I mean, Shaquem <laughs> yeah. Griffin is a hands-down upgrade. He can uh, he can cover, even with one hand, and he can absolutely get after the quarterback. He's going to be the fastest guy on the field, Yeah, and he fits. And who better to bring him under the wing, teach him the NFL game, than his own brother, Shaquille Griffin. Man. That with he's preaching He Arms that. with the straight fire. <laughs> Arms just called he just
1: called the Seattle Seagulls fourth round pick, baby. That's right. I believe it. I am convicted. Oh, I've uh, already talked to Pete. To play the devil's Conviction advocate, I think
2: Shaquem Griffin uh I think I think it's gonna be a feel good story. He's he's attending the draft, one of the few players attending the draft, and I don't expect him to last that long. He's not gonna go into first. Probably not the second, but I think the top of the third, I think Shaquem Griffin I think is he going makes to find to, a home.
1: I think he makes it to the fourth, and he's absolutely still. I'm not saying he isn't a second- or third-round talent. I, I truly believe he is. I think he's at worst an early third talent. I think he ends up in the fourth.
3: Man, I, to the Seahawks. I've, I got, I've, got arms. One, I've got one for you, though. Put him at defensive men. They're 4-3. He can play true defensive end. You killed all my excitement. Yeah, I like that. I I so like get, up, get up after it, man. Arms was spitting straight
2: move. fire. and Now he's
3: he's wanting to it, yeah.
1: backing off of it.
2: I like yeah. the I like
3: the weak I'm, sideline. I'm, I'm done either, either way. You know, he's probably a little bit of an upgrade versus a Frank Clark and definitely an upgrade over Berkevius Mingo. Frank Clark's going to break out.
1: The one thing about him is he's a a 3-4 outside linebacker. They're running primarily a 4-3. So there's going to be probably a weight adjustment that he has to put on. He's going to have to put on some NFL size to play the 4-3. And he's a speed guy. And he's a speed guy. Yeah, but we see
3: see speed guys succeed in that role. Think Khalil Mack. I mean, he's not Khalil Mack's size.
1: I will give you this. As good as the other two are, as good as K.J. Wright is, is, and as good as uh, um, Bobby, Wagner. Bobby Wagner is, my bad. As good as they are, they can afford to let a guy kind of run free, <laughs> dude. You're you're preaching to me. I, I like him. I, I like having him transition to a four-three outside linebacker. Love, love it. it. I'm so excited. They don't have any more picks, so you can we can move on.
2: Most fantasy relevant out of the NFC West since we're talking about them currently.
1: Did we forget to do it on the NFC South? We did.
2: Dang, what huh? We can go back to it. All I'm right. saying NFC West. Since we're finished with it, let's go there. Ooh. NFC West. Ooh, it, it, I'm going to say if San Francisco drafts drafts blip, drafts blah, bah, 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 drafts a number one wide receiver, whether it be an ESB or Cortland Sutton, if they who if they draft one of those guys, Garoppolo is going to make him look like a stud.
3: I'm, I'll go straight to defense because right. this is where Roquan goes. And if San Fran picks up Roquan, immediate top 10, Boom. top 10 inside linebacker. I'm not, gonna, down.
1: I'm not even going to go off of that because I don't see any of the, the other three teams drafting defensive guy that early. So Roquan's my IDP flavor on this. But I'm going to go offensively, Arizona Cardinals. I'm going to say whoever they draft at wide receiver, I firmly believe that it's going to be Cameron Sutton because I think they'll look at him and go, man, he can be – he can be Larry Fitzgerald, and I think they'll pull the trigger early or in that middle part of the Courtland first. Courtland Sutton, by the Courtland. way. Courtland, I so say Cam. Yeah, you said I Cam. love Cam Sutton. I love Cam Sutton. Tennessee ball, boom. But Courtland Sutton, I think he ends up at, in Arizona. That's my fantasy. Parker convinced me.
2: I'm going to New, New Orleans uh, with Kyle Vander Esch. He's going to be – because I, I haven't gone defense in these in this little bit of the segment. And uh, Nit's got me drinking the Vander Esch Kool-Aid.
1: Dude, Vander Esch is going to be an absolute stud. Well, the Saints are
2: getting better on defense. And I think it's uh, – you know, when your defense is good as a whole, whenever you add a, a guy with that kind of talent in there as a rookie, he can exceed expectations, which I expect Shaquem Griffin to possibly do with the Seahawks.
3: I'm going to go back to the, the West, though. And I like Lamar Jackson to Arizona.
2: Me too. Cardinal, cardinal.
3: I mean, if he's two- if, or three-year project. He, if but. he's the quarterback there, is it? Or is it week five whenever <laughs> Sam Bradford tears up his exploding knees? Penile area. Or his penile area, as Parker likes to call it.
1: Good Lord. Now I'm all confused. You
3: just got jammed, Sam Bradford. <laughs> uh, where'd you project uh, Darius guys? Darius guys pick seven to, to the Bucks, the Buccaneers. Can I steal that? Well, go ahead. I'm going to use it again. Ooh, I oh, want okay. some of
2: what you guys are smoking tonight. I, I kind of like just on that. the geis. Everything else, I'm like, oh, nice, but not geis.
1: Now NFC in- South, it's going to be whoever the can- Panthers take at wide receiver. And again, I'm going to go and correct myself. Cortland Sutton. This th- no, I'll go. Equinamia St. Brown ends up in in uh, with the Panthers, paired with a James Washington. I think they could. They're another team that could go wide receiver, wide receiver in the middle rounds, end up with two stud guys. You got to watch who ends up in Carolina. You have to because they're so needy at wide receiver. I think you can get a wide receiver one, low end wide receiver one production out of the guy that goes first there.
2: This is going to sound cheesy, but if you pair ESPN with Cam Newton, Newton, they could they could call the connection ESP. ESPN. That was terrible. That was horrid. That was terrible. Ba-na-na.
1: Patty, Ba-na-na. I, Patty, I, I Patty, I, he
3: came up with Patty Ice. Yeah, what
2: give me a, nice. give me a free pass on ESPN. <laughs> I, right.
3: I will give you a pass there. Um, South, it is guys for running back. Um, for defense in the South, I'm going to go with whoever it ends up being the linebacker they take in New Orleans, which you know, like I said before, could be a. Uh, Malik Uh, Jefferson, Malik Jefferson, if he's there, but I don't think he will be. So I'm going to go with uh, Darius Leonard out of South Carolina State. Bingo, or or Trey Williams. There's our wrap up.
2: There's our wrap up. That's all. That's all eight divisions, baby. That's right. Check us out. Backrowfantasyshow.com. Hit us up on Twitter At at the Back Row Show. Absolutely. We're rushing off only because we've got our guys, our NFL connections to talk to for the next episode. Dude, my phone's been blowing up. <laughs> been blowing up. Mitch, Mitchell, Rans, leave me alone, bro. Dude, we'll Pete, get, I'll get back
3: to you. Pete Carroll just, just, just sent me the old F-bomb over the Queen Griffin thing. He's like, why did you tell anyone? Yeah, you just ruined my draft strategy. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Pete. Listen, bro. I mean, I'm just trying to project the right guy to you. No doubt. All right, guys. Thanks for listening again. I'm Bark, and I'm out. Good night. This concludes
1: another episode of the Back Row Fantasy Show. Thanks for listening, and be sure to give us a review.
0: This is the story of the Wad. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently